Welcome to the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Perda. I'm a life and marriage coach for moms, wife, mom of three, and I'm also an Aries, and for my fellow human design nerds, a sacral manifesting generator. This podcast is for women who want to be happier in their marriage as they navigate their journey through motherhood, even if you're like me and you weren't shown how while growing up. Inside, we're going to be talking about breaking generational cycles when it comes to how to handle conflict in healthy ways, redefining motherhood your way, and prioritizing your well-being because here, we believe that women don't have to sacrifice their happiness to be a great mom. And a quick note to mamas listening with kids around, you may want to pop your earbuds in because nothing is left unsaid on this show, which means there may be times where something I say isn't meant for little ears. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of the Marriage and Motherhood Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about how your marriage is impacted by how you deal with emotions. Now, how you deal with your emotions has such a huge impact. (laughs) And for something that affects so much of your life, like so many different areas of your life, right? Like, how you deal with your family, how you deal with your friends, work stuff, um, community, strangers you interact with, your marriage, your kids, all of that. It's really surprising why we're not taught this in schools. Like, why is that not a requirement for students? Why are we not taught emotional awareness emotional intelligence, and effective communication. Like, can you imagine if if we grew up learning that, not just from experience, but actually learning it? Can you imagine how much drama we could have avoided or prevented in our lives, right? From recess quarrels to relationship challenges, like, that would fix a lot of drama in our lives. And on the marriage front, imagine all the time you would have spent connecting instead of feeling disconnected and distraught. Like if I could go back in time, I wish that I would have learned that stuff earlier on. But that wasn't my story. And if that was, I probably wouldn't be a marriage coach recording this episode for you today. So everything works out as it should, right? So how we experience and navigate our emotions deeply affect how we communicate and how we interact with our partners. And like I said, I wasn't taught this in school. It's not like I sat in a classroom and they're like, okay, this is what it's like when you feel angry. And this is what Uh, is a healthy way to express this. Like, no, that is not what happened. I felt certain ways. I saw how people reacted and I either ignored that feedback that I received from them, or I tried to tweak it myself. And I learned from what I witnessed growing up from my caretakers, right? The people that I spent the most time with. And so if you're like me, you were also left to figure things out on your own and make things make sense in your own mind, right? 
And so because I did that, sometimes things that I kind of just put two and two together didn't really work out for me in the long run. And so I grew up believing that if I was mad, it was someone else's fault, right? Because I didn't make myself mad. They made me mad, right? So a lot of times my brain would automatically be like, they made me mad. They annoyed me. They did this. They did that. And oftentimes it would come out like, you made me feel blank, 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 right? I I felt like other than happiness, all my other emotions were unwanted and uncomfortable, right? When we are babies, right, people are so happy to see us smile. And so we immediately get that feedback like, oh, this is a good thing to do time and time again. And then as a toddler, when you throw your tantrums and you're angry and you're having really big feelings that you don't know how to navigate, people have the opposite reaction like, oh, no, 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 don't do that. And so we quickly learn anger, sadness, frustration is not welcome. And so we spend less time giving those emotions attention over joy and happiness, right? And because of that, we have even less experience with figuring out how to navigate it because we're pushing it down. We're avoiding them. And so because I wasn't shown or taught healthy ways to express those very normal human emotions, there was no accountability coming from me because I also grew up in blame culture, right? It was deeply ingrained in my upbringing. What I witnessed was if someone felt triggered by something, it was normal to criticize, blame, and guilt them for being inconsiderate or affecting you negatively, thereby assuming that they did it on purpose. But over time, I realized, a little late for me, but I did come to realize that most people are just doing them most of the time. They're not out there spending their precious time masterminding how to make you miserable, how to annoy you, how to upset you, how to make themselves look bad, right? Most times they're just doing whatever they feel like They should be doing in those moments, just like you. Sometimes our actions unintentionally impact other people negatively. And that's just that. But if you know someone that is doing it on purpose, then it's time to say peace out to them because they are toxic as fuck. So let's just not welcome any of that into our lives. But back to my journey to how I got to where I am today, where I'm now in this place where I'm teaching women how to transform conflict into connection through self-awareness, emotional resilience, and being a conscious partner. Like I said, I didn't start out like, you know, I didn't have a good example of that growing up. I didn't learn it from textbooks or a classroom. It was all something I learned experientially, aka the hard way. 
It was from experiencing conflict with previous partners and even my husband that really led me to shift away from projecting my quote unquote negative feelings onto other people and shifting it into reflecting, turning it back around on me, not from a place of judgment or shame or blame, but like a curiosity. And I realized that no matter who I was in a relationship with, I just kept encountering similar issues only with a different person, right? Different person, same shit over and over again. Why is that, right? I would get annoyed easily. I would get upset easily. And I'm like, either I'm choosing the wrong people or there's some inner work that I need to do. And none of the people that I dated before we're terrible people. They're actually really good people. And so if that's the case, there was some work for me to do. Not to say that they also didn't have work to do, but I don't control other people. I only control myself just like you. Right. And so I realized that I was the common denominator and that led me to go on a big personal journey of growing. Because I kept seeing other people handle conflict better. I kept seeing other people not get bothered by certain things that I would be bothered by. There's even a book that's called something like um, How to Not Give a Fuck or something like that. If you've read it before, you know what I'm talking about. And I read that book and I was like, whoa. Okay, I've got some work to do. And while it was easier to say, you know, like when people are like, oh, it's wrong, the classic question in a relationship, what's wrong? Because they notice that your vibe is all off or there's some tension. While it was easier for me to just say, I'm fine when things weren't, or blame other people and assume they were the problem, that didn't get me anywhere. But in this like continual loop of experiencing the same shit over and over again, it was like this roller coaster that I really wanted to get off of, but I didn't know how. And blaming others and ignoring my my true feelings and opinions and experiences was keeping me stuck on that awful roller coaster. And what it did was it created more distance in my relationships rather than more intimacy. It didn't bring us closer. It didn't make us stronger. It just made things harder. And at first, it was a blow to the ego to admit that I actually played a part in how my relationships felt and why we argued so much. Like, no one ever wants to be like, oh, yeah, it's my fault or I totally contributed to that. And um, yeah, it's so much easier to be like, no, it's you. There's something wrong with you. You need to fix something. I'm fine. Right. And back then I thought by taking ownership, I would be criticized. That they would use that against me and that my partner would leave me ultimately because I was flawed. And to be honest, Whenever it came time to decide to take ownership of my experience, of my feelings, of, you know, my missteps, 
my body hated it. My nervous system would go crazy as if it thought that I was going to die. My heart would be racing, adrenaline pumping. I would feel tense, like all things that no one likes to experience on a physical level. And it felt safer for me to stay on that pedestal that I put myself on and blame my partner rather than stepping down, coming to their level so that we are equals and admitting that I also make mistakes, that I also am human. But you know what ended up happening? As I did it more and more often, the opposite of what I feared happened. My relationship got stronger. My husband started opening up more, sharing what he thought his missteps were, sharing his insecurities, sharing appreciation for what I shared so that he could understand me on a deeper level and have that kept in mind for future interactions. We were able to ask each other for what we needed going forward. And we became more connected. We had more vulnerability on the table. We had more safety emotionally with each other. And that is what built our emotional intimacy. And so with each conflict, we grew closer and stronger. Our fights lasted less time. They were less intense. Our fights became more intentional and team-oriented, where it was formerly me versus you, shifting into us versus the problem. We were less defensive and became more curious and compassionate, which led to both of us actually feeling heard. So if you're in a place where your arguments feel detrimental to your relationship, I invite you to have the courage to tell your ego, to tell your pride to take a back seat and ask yourself, how am I contributing to this moment right now? And I know that's a tough question to ask, especially when you're overwhelmed or overcome with these really, really big feelings of anger or even rage, frustration, resentment. Like, I get it. I've been there. And sometimes when I'm not taking care of myself, I still go back there where I forget all the good in my husband and I quickly demonize him because I didn't have a good experience with something because I was so angry. Now, your feelings are completely valid. You get to have your anger. You get to feel it. But here's an invitation to challenge whether you are taking in the full picture. Sometimes, or a lot of times, when we're upset, our minds do this funny thing. We are upset because, not because of the emotion 
or the, the circumstance, but because our mind has created this narrative in our minds, like, oh, they did this because of that. And that means this about you. It's like the Regina George from Mean Girls in your head, all operating in your subconscious. So you don't even know what's going on, but it's driving your actions and it's driving how you communicate and how you react. And so whatever narrative or soap opera it's, it's crafted in the, in the background, what it does, it pulls and highlights all these, all these things that you notice, the words that you hear, the actions that you saw or didn't see. And it's like, see, it's true. And the things that don't prove that right the things that don't support that narrative, the mind dismisses it. It it ignores it because it so wants to just be like, I'm going to keep you safe. I'm your bodyguard. I got you, right? It's like that dangerously loyal friend where it's like, I, I'm ready to fight whoever. It doesn't matter what happened. I You're hurt. And so I got you. But the thing about that is that it's not always supportive of you and what you want. What's happening is that your mind is operating from a place of, we've experienced this before. We've felt not enough before. We've felt too much before. We've felt unlovable before. We've felt wronged before. And so it vowed to you subconsciously that you would never experience that again. And if there was an inkling of that happening, of that narrative being supported, it was going to kick on to overdrive and be like, fuck this. Let's get out of here. Let's, let's sabotage the situation. But like I said, it, it isn't taking the full picture in. And so what if your perspective is foggy? Your interpretation of what happened is not the full picture. What if your partner didn't intend to have that impact on you? Your relationship, your desire for a strong relationship deserves a chance to be curious and understand what happened. To invite the perspective of your partner into the situation so that you can expand what you think is going on, and then build a story with all the facts in place. So if you're in this place right now where your arguments are wreaking havoc on your relationship, check in to see how much you're taking ownership of your own experiences. Because no one can make you feel a certain way. And so if you're feeling activated or triggered by a situation, it's time to turn inwards instead of outwards and ask yourself, why am I having this reaction? What about this situation is so upsetting to me? What does this remind me of? How does this make me feel? Right? What beliefs or fears or insecurities are being activated from this event. 
These are all really powerful questions to ask yourself in those moments so that you can not only become more self-aware, but more emotionally resilient so that you can communicate with clarity about what's happening inside you without causing them to be defensive. And that's by taking responsibility, right? Not blaming them, not criticizing them, but rather when this happened, this is what was going on inside of me. And this is what I'm afraid of, or this is what I'm worried about. And this is actually the process that I do for myself that has led to my marriage to grow stronger and closer. For me to learn more about myself and my husband to learn more about myself and how we work as a couple with with all of the stuff on the table. His insecurities, my insecurities, his past experiences, my past experiences, like AKA baggage, what I want, what he wants, what we need to feel supported and heard. All of that is really pertinent information for you to have a successful relationship with each other. So here's my question for you. How comfortable are you with sitting with your negative, quote unquote, negative emotions like anger, sadness, frustration? Are you comfortable experiencing them? Or are you quick to pass it off to your partner because you want them to, quote unquote, fix things? Being able to learn to sit in your feelings, aka hold space for yourself, to really sit and understand your your anger makes a really big difference in how you navigate your emotions when you're in conflict with your partner. Being able to hold space for yourself and not judging yourself or not trying to shoo it away or say, I don't have time for this shit, but actually taking the time to pay attention to your anger is what will help you learn more about yourself in terms of what you need, what parts of you need healing, how your body tells you you're angry, how you experience it, how you express it, and what you like to shift towards. Being able to do this for yourself is what we call attunement. So how attuned are you with yourself? Do you take responsibility for understanding yourself first? Or do you push it off to your partner and say, you fix it? You created this problem, you fix it. I don't know what I need, but you got to guess and you got to figure it out. Because if you are not able to attune to yourself, it will negatively impact your relationship. And how it'll negatively impact your relationship is that your partner will not know how to support you and it will, it will set them up for failure. Not only that, but it will be harder for you to attune to your partner's needs because you will be in your shit and not know how to get out of it or how to get through it. Meanwhile, they're having their experience. And so 
your relationship with yourself is really where it starts. Your relationship with yourself dictates how you experience all other relationships. However deep you're willing to go with yourself determines the depth that you experience in all other relationships. So if you cannot give your experience the love and attention that it needs, like you do with your happiness, then you're likely not able to give the same to your partner. Because when you're out there arguing with each other, you're going to be triggered and not know how to handle yourself because you're experiencing really big feelings and end up reverting to destructive patterns that you've come to lean on, like blaming, criticizing, judging, yelling, all the things that you feel guilty about after after the fact, after the things have settled down. Versus being intentional with supporting yourself and being able to be present for your partner. So when you can't support yourself through your experience, you're only going to find that you and your partner will get to a place where it's like a tit for tat situation. Both of you will be defensive. Neither of you will feel heard. And it'll be really hard to move forward as a team. And if you're currently in this place where you wish you knew how to break the pattern of how you argue with your partner... Where you can't help but act out because you're just filled with anger and you want nothing more than to be able to use the tools that you've learned about effective communication and show up differently in a healthier and more productive way, then I invite you to join the waitlist for my upcoming program called The Embodied Wife. This is where we're going to help you support yourself when you feel heightened when you feel like your emotions have taken over and you're no longer the person that you want to be, you are just someone who is highly reactive. The program starts in May. The waitlist is now open. And so if you want to get first dibs on enrollment, I'm keeping it small because I want it to be intimate. Uh, and if you want to receive appreciation pricing and special bonuses, then join the waitlist. I'll pop the link in the show notes and that that's all for today. <laughs> I hope you have an amazing day. And I hope this, this episode was really helpful for you in terms of your personal growth. And I will see y'all in the next episode. Bye. And that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening to the marriage and motherhood podcast. I hope that this episode helps you deepen your relationship with your husband and more importantly, with yourself. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to rate and review it. Each review helps us to help more moms just like you have a more fulfilling life and marriage because we all deserve to have that and so much more. If you want to help spread the word, take a screenshot and share this episode on your IG stories and tag me at Michelle Perda Coaching. And if you'd like to request a specific topic for a future episode, put your request in by sending me a DM. See you back here next week. Bye.